We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Post Game Show, a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, here to discuss the Thunder's 112-103 loss to the Detroit Pistons. Before I get started, be sure to, to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating if you haven't done so already. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Alongside me tonight, Jacob Niffin. What's up, Silva? I love you. Mm-hmm. Our our intro there is scripted, and it sounds like you are reading a damn ransom note. I am reading a ransom note. <laughs> uh, after tonight, it kind of feels like it, doesn't it? It really does. It really does. Hey, we might not be on Twitter for too much longer. Uh, old Elon just... <laughs> Oh, hello, Taylor. Didn't quite make it uh, before that. Oh, you actually, you actually did. Actually, it's good. We're good. <laughs> Is the uncontested paying the eight dollars a month for that blue check, boys? Oh, well, shoot! Apparently, we all are going to have to. You may have to. Even even non blue check marks. You'll get defeated by the algorithm if you don't pay eight dollars. <laughs> all right, let's not talk about Twitter. Let's talk about this astastic basketball game. Yeah, uh, starting lineup for the night: SGA, Giddy, Dort. Surprise, J-Dub at the hey, four and JRE at that. center. Um, boys, this was quite the stinker, uh, ultimately. Let's go through the five, actually four takeaways I have for this game tonight. Number one, Taylor's gone. <laughs> now, number one, I think SGA needs help. Uh, he is the only guy for this team right now. Uh, number two, I think Lou Dort is becoming a little damaging to the offense when he's out there. Uh, you tweeted or sent a, a Slack DM that he, uh, the defense is not necessarily worth it uh, at times. I really felt that tonight. Number three, Josh Giddy does not look like himself right now. Uh, we can talk about why that is. And the last one, number four, uh, Mark Dagnall's rotations aren't making a ton of sense to me. So let's go through this game step by step. Uh, feel free to chime in if you had if you guys had any other observations as I go through quarter by quarter breaking this one down. 
Uh, quarter one, the first thing that caught my eye was that Josh Giddy was playing way out of rhythm. Didn't didn't look like himself, like I said in one of our takeaways. Was out of rhythm and unsure. Uh, but regardless, SGA took over, scoring 16 points, tallying three blocks and a steal in the first. Um, Detroit was keeping up on offense, particularly because of uh, pounding the offensive glass. Mm-hmm. Quarter two comes around. Well, before you move on, yes. quarter one, mm-hmm. Shea didn't take his first shot to like seven minutes left in the quarter and then put up 16. It was like once Giddy went off the court is when Shea started cooking. Uh, I don't think that's a coincidence. No. Agreed. Quarter two, immediately Josh gets crossed into oblivion by Killian Hayes. I'm glad I have not seen a replay of that anywhere. It's because uh, he missed the shot. If he, he made did. the shot, that, <laughs> that lives on the internet forever. Yeah, thank God he didn't. Uh, it was just adding insult to injury for, for old Joshy tonight. Uh, <laughs> Thunder generally, generally were playing good defense, uh, and no one on Detroit's roster was really popping off at that point. They were shooting horribly from three. They were like three of 18 near the end of halftime. We saw SGA uh, continuing to go off and talking some trash to Jaden Ivey that was in the second. Awesome. Was was awesome. We don't what see that crazy side of sequence too. Like he yeah. gets blocked, then he's able to initiate contact, draw the foul, make the shot, and then he's just talking mad trash. He to got in his after. face too. He did. He told him we were never going to draft your trash ass at number two. <laughs> we don't see personality like that from Shea that often. So that was awesome. Um, Trey man got going a little bit in the second. I uh, didn't mm-hmm. see it much beyond that from Trey yeah. tonight, but, uh, he did get going in the second. Um, and then halftime is over and immediately out of the quarter, the thunder just appeared that they stayed in the locker room. The, yeah. the lead I think was 12 or 15 at half 15. And it was very quickly down to three. It was just one, three after another from Detroit thunder weren't playing good defense uh, like they normally do. And uh, they were just bad again all of a sudden. Uh, and then Lou Dort started to – it was like all the bad mojo from Josh. He started to look better, and then Dort started to look way worse. 29-8 to eight run to start the uh, second half from Detroit. Sorry, I was yeah, no, digging for that. No, feel free, yeah. Just looked really bad, and it was very clear the momentum was swinging in, in Detroit's direction. This is where the rotation question starts to come in and who Dignot was playing. Dort continued to look bad, but – Trey man stayed out. J-Dub was pulled. Um, it was just, just strange. And the Thunder started to look just funky uh, out there, I thought. SGA continued to be dominant, had a dominant night overall, but no one else really did got the job done on offense for the Thunder. Silva, and this is where I get confused, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about this with the rotations, but Shea played all 12 minutes in the third quarter. That's not something you do if you're trying to lose a basketball game. Yeah. Right. So, like, that's kind of mm-hmm. where uh, the conflicting things with the rotations and trying to wing. I, I don't know. Anyways, Jay plays all 12 for uh, is another obser- observation I had for the third that I found interesting. He played all 12 in the first as well. That's kind of his rot. Shay is really the only one that has a normal rotation. Yeah. Maybe. The rest of the guys, it's just. We'll it's talk about night. it. When, we'll talk yeah. about it when we get to your analysis. Yeah. Different every night. But, uh, the lead is now essentially evaporated. What was once a 15-point lead is, is gone at this point. Quarter four rolls around. Thunder playing very sloppy ball. And, like, weirdly being thrown off by Detroit's athleticism, I thought. Like, Jalen Duran, I really noticed him out there. Uh, blocked Josh a couple times. Was just, just altering things on both ends of the glass. Hamadou Diallo. Hamadou Diallo. All over the game out of place. nowhere. Yeah, looked really yeah. good. It. Yeah, his athleticism was like a real issue. I was I should not ever notice Hamadou Diallo that much, but he was <laughs> on every play. I felt like in the fourth, he was hurting us in some way. Uh, Dort 
just continue to blow it uh, near the end of the game. And Mike Nuscala tried to pull him out, uh, scored like 11 points in 11 minutes. And boys, that was that was about it. There was a horrible <laughs> reversed charge with like a minute and a half oh left in the gosh, game. That was, it, it was a bad set. call, but I don't want to hear it about that. No, no, you no. gave up yeah. a 15 point lead and just mm-hmm. proceed like it's like the Thunder ate like five day old Taco Bell <laughs> and just continued to just shit down their leg for yeah. the entire half. Yeah, I mean, but before we get into your analysis, Silva, mm-hmm. I don't know about you guys. So I went I went to the gym before the game because I wanted to get home and be able to sit on the couch and watch the game. And I was going to make dinner at halftime. And I was too fired up. I was like on the phone. I was talking to my dad about the game. Like I had the feeling at halftime. I was like, dude, this team's about to be five and five. And by the end of the week, I think they will be six and six. I think they'll lose to the Bucks and beat the Raptors. And, and they'll yep. be six and six. Maybe they'll beat the Knicks and they'll be seven and six. And none of us thought that would happen. Now I have no faith in that at all. A, a half later. I mean, it's been a long time since I felt so differently about this team in the span of like 75 minutes. It was totally a, ma- agree. it was a massive shift. I was definitely crafting my little narrative at, at half. I was like, Oh, th- everyone said Detroit was like going to be so much better. Going to make the plan. I literally had a, I had a headline written into my notes. The difference between Detroit and OKC is that OKC has a superstar. That was going to be the story of the game. And then, <laughs> they still do have a superstar, but like everyone else, just let them da- let him down. I think. Uh, yeah, there was literally nobody else who was able to step up up tonight outside of Shea, which was, I mean, maybe Mike Muscala to an extent, but yeah. like Jacob mentioned, yeah. Muscala's had a rough start to the season, but you can't really blame him when the minutes are so inconsistent, the rotations are so inconsistent. So, yeah, a lot kind of goes back to that <laughs> main takeaway. But I think you guys are right. It, it I think it just shows maybe a positive note here just how special Shea truly is the leap that he's making uh, what he's been able to do on the floor with all this other stuff going on around him <laughs> rotation wise mm-hmm. and teammate wise. I think it's pretty incredible. It's a really good point. Uh, let's break into some personal analysis. You guys feel free to chime in with your own analysis at any point. When I go through these, through the list here, um, my question heading in because the thunder looked so bad against the bucks without Giannis were the bucks just that good on defense without Giannis or, or what? What was going on with OKC's offense? Obviously, the takeaway here is that Shea is awesome, and everyone else struggled. So we can go through some of those performances. We can start with Lou Dort, 3 of 12 on the night. A ton of bad decisions. Oof. Seven points on 12 shots. Oof. There were some yeah. drives where he would drive in and then jump up in the air and turn around and just, like, toss the ball up, and there's no, like... To start the second half there, he had I, that play I, where, he, ugh. Yeah, I'm... Like the creator of the Lutang clan. <laughs> I love Lou. Yeah. Oh my God, he has been bad. Mm-hmm. And Justin talked about this extensively last night on the Sunday show. He feels like it's, they are trying to put these guys in different positions and make them uncomfortable and make them grow. And I understand that. I don't know what growth is happening here with Agreed. Lou. Like, Dude, I about like threw my phone through the television in the first quarter. I'm sure you guys remember this. Thunder like get a turnover, get a hit ahead, and Lou shoots like a walk in three, like step in three with 20 seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. I'm like, bro, you're shooting 18% on the season. Let's run some offense here. What are you doing? It's Silva, you mentioned it earlier. I mentioned in your thoughts like 
he's been really bad. The defense has been fine. It's not like insane defense. It's like above average defense. What he's taking away offensively, he's not making up for defensively. And for a team that everybody has a weird short leash except for Shea, it's strange how much Dort is getting. Agreed. Like he's been really bad. And like you mentioned it in the third quarter, they yanked J dub instead of him. I was that was bad. Very confused. So I finally see try like I think all three of us tweeted it at some point. Uh, Silver from the account and Jacob and I on our personal accounts that we're ready to see Trey Mann come in. Trey Mann finally comes up to the scores table with about six minutes left in the third. I'm like, okay, here we go. Finally. And it's not even for Dort. Dort's still on the court. It's with- so strange. It's so strange. You don't, I mean, I know he just got a new contract. Surely they're not just justifying the contract by playing him a ton. Like, is that just like a respect thing? I don't know. It's, it does not look good. Um, and I think it's stopping a ton of, it's like what I used to get mad at Bays for and still do at times where you just like the, that offensive possession just becomes his and nothing else happens. Dort has been doing that. Great comparison. Tunnel vision. Total tunnel vision. Uh, Very, very frustrating. He's got to rein it in. He's, I don't know. He needs to be like the fifth offensive option. 12 shots is way too much. Right, yeah. Way too much. He should never, in in the ideal Thunder world, a year and a half, two years from now, surely he is not in this role, and he is just taking corner threes and maybe it cuts to the rim and stuff. Cuts to the rim, and that's it. You really, you really, uh, really missed our boy Chet tonight. I feel like, yeah, every would have been night. a massive help. I've missed but- Chet every night, every <laughs> single night. Me too. Uh, okay. I at one point was at a Wolverine <laughs> meme generator. I googled uh, that on Twitter and was going to put Chet's picture in it. Yeah. Then something happened, and I got distracted. <laughs> uh, let's move on to another tough performance in Josh Giddy. Also four of twelve. Uh, Lewis three of twelve. Josh four of twelve. Uh. I feel like the first quarter was really, really tough. He had a stretch, and I think it was the third. That looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, th- I thought the second he looked really good. Yeah. Um, and then he just came crashing back down. It was like I put in my notes as I was watching. Weirdly, every shot is like a is a floater of some of some kind from him right now. He's not going to his mid range shots at all. Like I didn't. I don't think he took a normal jump shot tonight. Everything was just floating it off the rim in, in some weird angle. It's he off. was forcing a lot of stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was like he never played basketball before. It was like he, he was that kid three. at the YMCA one that three. thinks he's got too much sauce. Yeah, but he's yeah. just doing like crazy stuff. Like it, something ain't right. That but boy ain't the right. Game, I even saw like his demeanor change. Right, like to your point, Jacob. He went from I'm going to force myself out of this funk into more of like a mentally defeated look. Uh, mm-hmm. He certainly seems to be in his own head. And I don't know. It's just kind of ironic. You know, you hear about the sophomore slump and then you see guys have like really good sophomore seasons, obviously. But he certainly he, seems to be in a sophomore slump. Did, didn't play the last seven minutes of the game. Yeah, it doesn't close yeah. again. In a, in a crunch time game. Doesn't close um, again. 25 He's, minutes on the night. I mean, Kenrich Williams got more than him. Trey Mann almost got basically the same amount as him. Um Lots of guys got kind of in that range, but only 25 minutes for Josh, which was really interesting. Very. He's struggling bad. He looked at it, he looked his best on the fast break. And mm-hmm. that was that was basically it. And I mean, he looked like that last year too. He did make some nice passes. Uh I don't know what is it because of 
Has Shea's ascent affected him? It feels like it because he looked like a different guy in preseason. Yeah. I like agree. supreme confidence, had control of everything, finishing at the rim, making all these great plays. And it's like now he gets out there and Shea is cooking and he just like doesn't really know what to do and is just being awkward. Agreed. And I, I would even push back just a tad and say it's not even just Shea's ascent as much as it is just playing alongside with Shea. And he almost he from the very beginning of the season, he's looked timid. <clears throat> excuse me, looked a little timid and uh you know, worry about the balance rather than, than just letting the, the game come to him and, and playing his own game. I'm just fascinated to see how Dagnall and the coaching staff is able to manage that and see if they can really optimize Shea and getting playing time. Yeah. How do you build off, build chemistry there? Yeah, you think it would help to have a guy like Trey Mann next to them a lot of the times or another shooter. Uh, Trey Mann and J-Dub is who I want to see next to them a lot of the times. I need to see the, how many minutes that exact lineup has played. It feels like not a lot. Um, and we can use that as a segue to talk about Trey Mann. Uh, okay, because I want to talk about J-Dub too. You just mentioned him a little bit. So Yeah, yeah. quickly on Trey Mann. Um, had a nice first half, I thought. Three of, he finished the night 3 of 10. Um, it's a bit of a weird second half. Uh, he also does not feel like in rhythm. His drives don't seem to be as effective to me. Uh, last season, I felt like we saw him do a lot more around the rim. Uh, like wraparound passes, crafty floaters, and those just aren't going in right now. Yeah, the only three shots he made were all from the three-point line. He missed all the twos he took. Um, three assists is nice. Uh, I thought he had some good rebounds. Um, but, yeah, it's like he had a little spurt and then just completely disappeared. I'm not going to lie. I, I was tweeting out there towards the end of the game, and, and I still stand by this to an extent, that, like, why can Trey Mann not get back in the game? And I understand the whole defensive thing, but, like, Again, we talked about Lou, um, kind of different lean way, I think, for for different players that Dignall seems to have. But then I look at the box score here, and like Jacob said, I see that man took 10 shots. I'm like, okay, well, maybe uh, maybe I was a little too aggressive there <laughs> tweeting about that towards the end of the game. Maybe, I, I think you nailed it on the head so when you compared it to Giddy. Obviously, obviously, two very different players, but they both seem to be going through very similar struggles. And how do I fit in this system? and not overstep the boundaries and it's almost hindering each of their strengths. Yeah. It's nice to have Shay in the meantime, just totally dominate the game while they figure their own stuff out, but we'll see how that, how that moves on. We can talk about J dub who did not take, he took six shots, finished three of six. I'm curious, uh, Jacob, I know you have thoughts on J dub. What did you think of his performance tonight? I like him a lot, dude. He needs to shoot more than six times. Josh Giddy shot 12 times in 25 minutes. J-Dub shot six times in 31 minutes. I think J-Dub needs to shoot the ball more. They kind of had him initiate offense down the stretch there in Love the fourth, mm -hmm. and the ball moved really well. I, I tweeted about it tonight. He is such a good cutter. Yes. Like He is just a very smart basketball player. I think the best offensive possession of the game came there late in the second quarter where there was like a drive and a kick and then an alternate drive uh, and and dish to another cutter, uh, which en ended up with like a JRE free throws. Um, but J-Dub was kind of like the catalyst to that. He's just a really smart basketball player, and I think he's a really good defender too. I was really impressed with his ability to keep his feet down and slide with guys. Um, he had the, the Boyan Bogdanovich matchup early and like just never jumped on pump fakes. Uh, 
he's just a really sound player. I want him to shoot more. He's got a really nice, like, driving to the basket game. He finishes nice with his left hand. I definitely want to see him shoot more threes. Um, but he's really impressed me. I thought he earned the start tonight. I thought he played really well in his start tonight. I think a lot of people are going to look at it and say, like, oh, look at his stat line. He only had, what, like six points, two rebounds, two assists. Stealing a block. Three stealing a block. Like, but, plus yeah, three, 50% from the field. Um, he should have had another basket. He, he had mm-hmm. a nice little reverse on the baseline and just yes. rolled off. But yeah. he's he's impressed me a lot. I think he will continue to get more minutes. I, the fact that he had 30 minutes says a ton there, right? That That is one guy, especially with how – you know, we keep talking about how strict Dignall is with some of these guys. Trey Mann, uh, Josh Giddy to an extent, Darius Baisley this season. Um, we talk about the short leashes. This is a player who's come in as a rookie and has already earned Dignall's trust. trust Only guy to get more minutes than him tonight is Shea. Yeah, yeah. And I, and like you said, Jacob, I love how he fits. I mean, he's just so versatile. You can throw him in a starting lineup like tonight. And he's going to fit just perfect. The, the off ball, being able he guard, to play off he guarded Boyan, he he guarded Cade, he guarded Jaden Ivey. Yeah, and that's the, the versatility defensively. But there was even one possession. This might have been the first half, even uh, towards the end of the second quarter. Shea Jada passes the ball into Shea. Shea gives it right back. So Jay, that that's him showing confidence in J Dub that hey, I want you to initiate the offense. And sure enough, it led to a really nice play where J Dub dumped a really nice bounce pass to I think it was Kenrich. Regardless, uh, I do want to see J-Dub have the ball in his hands a little more. And that's where, uh, I mean, we want all these things, right? But that's where it gets so difficult. Like, how do you balance J-Dub getting the, hand, the ball in his, his hands more and getting Giddy and Shea chemistry built and getting Trey Mann back and confident again, right? Like, so many different balls to juggle right now. And uh, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see how, how Big Dome does it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no threes attempted for J-Dub tonight. Um which it, I, I was a little bit shocked by. I felt like he had some some opportunities to do that. So hopefully we see that number go up, like Jacob said. Uh, moving on to another topic. Do you want to talk about Mark Dagnall's rotations and like what his motivations might be behind that? Because no, nothing is ever really consistent there, like you said at the top of the show, besides Shea. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, a standard basketball fan, Aaron Wiggins would have been really nice to see tonight. I feel like he would have been really helpful can hit corner threes, can defend generally all the size archetypes. You tweeted that out like two seconds from the yeah. account before I was going to, Silva, and I, I agree with you. No minutes. Uh, no minutes at all tonight uh, from him. Uh, I just, what, are you, what are you guys' thoughts on what Mark is trying to do here? I think part of it is just trying to keep guys engaged and get everyone an opportunity and see what fits. Right now you're at the throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks phase. The, it's a double-edged sword. Half mm-hmm. of it is we want to keep everybody engaged, right? And everybody is always ready to go in. But the other half of it is the human condition is we like routine and and we like structure and that makes us feel comfortable. And when you don't have it, you can't get comfortable and not being comfortable in the basketball court is – a problem because if you can't get comfortable, you, you don't get in a rhythm and you can't make shots. A la Trey Mann, Josh Giddy, mm-hmm. right? All these other plays we're talking about. Yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's odd. Uh, And I do wonder, is it ultimately going to be more of a good thing or a bad thing? Because... I mean, it really, it really does seem like the issue with some of these players that we talked about tonight is rhythm, and I don't know how you get that if your minutes are so inconsistent and yeah. if your leash is if your leash is so short. It, it's I've, almost like a self fulfilling prophecy, you mm-hmm. know. It's well, we can't find a lineup that that functions right, so I'm rotating guys in and out. But you're since you're rotating guys in and out, that's why you can't find anything that works because you're never letting guys settle in, you know. Um, I'm not going to question Mark. I think he's a great basketball coach. Yeah. Um, but I can see why people like us and fans of the game and fans of the team can look at it and just be like, what's going on here? This doesn't make sense. I, I tweeted out and I think I've joked about it on the pod before. This is almost like a half joke, <laughs> but you do have to think at a certain point, right? Like, especially after games like tonight, games like we saw Thursday night, um, where you do wonder like <laughs> is this a stealthy way of, of, of essentially tanking right is what i'm getting at. i don't know if i want to mm-hmm. be that blunt straightforward because taylor is all about the conspiracy conspiracies. Theories. that's right <laughs> just uh call me kyrie irving over here um and, and you know dave not's going to tell you it's for player development trying to find get data on different rotations and lineups and i get that but you know it does it makes me wonder. But here's the thing. Here's playing the thing. Shea 38 minutes isn't tanking, my guy. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. When you have Shea playing 12 straight minutes in the third, you have Kenrich Williams closing the game. Obviously, they, he's not trying to lose. I just I don't understand like not playing Aaron Wiggins, to your point, Silva, when some of these other guys are struggling. Um, like it, He has these predetermined games where certain players aren't going to play, so you can get more uh, sample size of other players, get them more opportunity to develop, uh, get the ball in their hands more. And yet we're still running into these things like we've been talking about with, you know, we'd like to see Trey have the ball in his hands more. J-Dub have the, the ball in his hands more. We want to see Shea and Giddy uh, work out kinks and start to to build on their chemistry. And how do you do all these things when all these different guys are getting playing time when they're, like Jacob said, they're out of sorts. They're not getting in a rhythm um, because they don't have a regular rotation. You have Trey Mann worried about getting yanked if he makes one mistake. Like how's he supposed to get comfortable? Yeah. And, and so I... A question mark here on that. And this is something I would like to hear him discuss in more detail. 
I hope maybe some of the OKC media ask him a little more about it. Um, because I, I'm not really content with the answer right now of, oh, well, you know, I want everybody to to be ready at all times. And it's early in the season. We want to get data on, on different lineups. I just, uh, I think it's becoming a little detrimental to these guys and their development. And how do you like, how do you tote the line of developing these players, but also, you know, all these players at once, but also like, does that get to a point where maybe it's going a little too far, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm totally with you. Like Ken Kenrich and Mike Muscala tallied 40 combined minutes tonight. I feel like they aren't the goal of this developmental process. So why is that happening? Eh, it's tough, uh, but trust in the Dags and he shall bless you in some way. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, Us also got 20 minutes. He Good. did, and you know, I some more solid. I, I, I know what you're. I know what you're about to say. I think Silva. Mm-hmm. I got to beat you to the punch. Yeah. Baisley played really well. Really well. Was that what you were about to say? No, I was going to say Ooze. I, I oh. liked some of the stuff Ooze did, but I do agree that Baisley played U- well. Ooze shot the ball like garbage tonight, yes. one of seven. Mm-hmm. But Baisley, eight points, four rebounds, three assists, three steals, two blocks. I thought he came in and made a massive difference on the glass, boxing out. He was stepping into passing lanes. My man got a wild hair in his ass there in the he third did. quarter and decided to go ISO for three straight possessions spamming. and started like three air balls. Just spamming the crossover but, button. Yeah. <laughs> I think whenever he plays within that role and he's really aggressive, like really good game by Baisley tonight. I, I've ragged on the dude a ton because I don't think he's a good a, a good fit for this team. I think he's a, an okay basketball player and he's got a chance to put it together. Tonight was him putting it together like – that's the kind of of Baisley that can help you win basketball games off the bench. He, he only had completely. he only had two or three possession two or three insane possessions. If if Pokey want to give a night only has two or three insane possessions, we're feeling pretty good about that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take it. Does this team, how much does this team miss Poku the last That's, two games? Yes. Dude. That was going to be my intro, but I was late. He is the connector. <laughs> he stirs the pot. I, I, I'm I'm missing that that, that Poku, Poku nectar. nectar. I'm missing that Poku <laughs> juice. He's got uh Bursitis, which you got the nectar gross. inside of him. He does that. <laughs> That's gross. Might need an injection of nectar to get rid of it. Ugh. Oh my god! All right, let's uh, <laughs> begin to wind down here. Uh, observation I made that I feel like you two may have also made. Detroit has a Trey and Usman situation on their hands with Cade Cunningham and Isaiah Livers. Couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> That's good. That's really same good. hair. That's got good. the armband. It's around the same height. Tough. Hey, one observation I had after watching the game Saturday night and tonight, mm-hmm. I feel like pretty high up on the scouting report for the Thunder, like for other te- when other teams are reading the Thunder scouting report, and big bold letters underlined, it says hit the offensive glass. Yeah. I just yeah, feel like the Thunder point. have been bludgeoned on the offensive glass. I just, and and part, so part of it is you just went up against Bobby Portis and then Isaiah Stewart, two of like the toughest dudes in the league. Yeah. So that makes sense. That just feels like they're getting bludgeoned on the boards. The uh, Thunder point. were just gulping down the beef stew tonight. <laughs> <laughs> beef stew and poku uh, nectar. I know. Uh, that is interesting considering yeah. where the Thunder st- – I mean, again, <laughs> technically they still are starting this season. But You would think JRE would have been the right games. matchup tonight, but my man got 15 minutes and his ass yeah, got yanked. He was getting after like seven points and like – 
you know, a pretty decent stat line in the first half. Yeah, he got cooked. He's like the 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 fat kid line. It's fried chicken. It's, it's fried <laughs> barbecue chicken. chicken. He got, uh, we- he got weirdly the teams had both had sixteen offensive rebounds. I feel like a lot of those were just counted as like little tap ups. A I, lot it, of like. Bunny and hopping. to that point, yeah. I was going through the, again. This is why I probably should look at stats and stay on top of them throughout the game. Tonight, I wasn't able to. Um, but here I was tweeting about how awful the Thunder are as a three point shooting team. And yet they uh, hit one more three than the Detroit Pistons on the same amount of attempts 33 each for each team. Yeah. But you know what's interesting is Detroit, if you look at their starting lineup, uh, three point attempts, seven, seven, two, seven, seven. You look at the Thunder's starting lineup, three-point attempts, four zero six zero one. I'd like to take a guess uh, on who the, the six is without looking at probably Lugin Stort. Oh, yeah. You would be right. <laughs> you would be right. Uh, another uh, stat, OKC took 16 less free throws. That'll do it. That'll do it. The refs get... were not great. That no, is they not weren't. why the Thunder lost not. the game. They would, If the Thunder got every call, they still probably would lose this game, but they were not great. Yeah, it does feel like a lot of those were on like put back at Shea still only missed one free throw on the season. Dude's like ninety eight percent from the from the free throw. We've kind of buried folks. the lead. That guy is fucking yeah. insane, dude. Yeah. Like I felt a little weary about making my all star bet. We're ten now. we're ten games in. We're talking all NBA right now. He is uh Himothy right now. <laughs> I mean are you guys a little MVP. worried about him not shooting threes, like, at all? Like, he shot, like, yeah. one three the past three games. I think the hope is that his teammates will, <laughs> will hit no, I feel bad for him because that dude made yeah, the right play every possession yes. mm-hmm. down the stretch, spraying it out to wide-open shooters who just, oh, I mean. Okay, so to add on to my conspiracy theory, Shea's getting these minutes because uh, Mark's trying to keep him bought in through the losing. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Hey, go look go look up QAnon, Taylor, and leave us alone. I had gonna go check flashbacks out that. No, of, I'm, uh, I'm not even I hate Kyrie. I'm not even going to joke yeah. about that. I did have some flashbacks like uh, the old Russ on off numbers whenever uh Shea was out there the passing season. it to just Great some points. jabronis that couldn't shoot. Yeah, a lot of that was happening tonight. <laughs> All right, One of yeah. those jabronis uh, played for the, the Detroit Pistons tonight. Shout out my beloved Hamadou. I still believe. Thunder just needs some guys to be efficient. Three of nine, one of seven, three of ten, four of twelve, three of twelve, two of seven. Like, hit a damn shot, man. Hey, figure it out. Figure it out. Just do it. All right, before we get out of here, let's look ahead and uh, suffer at what might uh, become of the Thunder suffer. in the coming uh, week. Next game, Wednesday versus the Bucks in OKC. Let's hope to God that Giannis does not play. He will. He played tonight. Oh, well, they lost tonight, didn't they? To Atlanta? Did they? Oh, I, I didn't see the final score there. It's hard to keep track because there's 15 bad, gums ga- bad gum games going on tonight. Once we get off here, I'm turning on the, uh, what is it, clutch time? Is that what they call clutch it? Clutch time, yeah. The yeah. NFL Resident equivalent. Where's yeah, that score at? 98-117, Atlanta won. Oh, my wow. gosh. That's a big time That's win. a big time dub. And the Pacers beat New it. Orleans. Weird night. Mm-hmm. Really Lakers weird. are going to lose again. They, the Jazz are good. Jazz are are I don't care what you say. The Jazz are just good. good. Yeah, they've got some like insane chemistry. Trader Dan Clarkson needs to go ahead and MVP pull all season. those levers. Um, also, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are currently getting waxed by twenty. Uh, <laughs> for, uh, the New York Knicks uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, 
Well, he scored a little bit more now, but at like halftime, Ant-Man took like four shots and huh. just does not give a crap about it. He hates it. He's pissed. That Oh, God. Do it, Presty. Do it. Do it. He'll love it in Oklahoma City. <laughs> Victor Schmichter. Yeah, uh, that's right. All right. Uh, beyond the Bucks game. So. We're, we're going to title that Bucks podcast, Milwaukee Bucks the Thunder. All right. The Thunder get bucked. Thunder get bucked. Yeah, there it is. There it is. <laughs> uh, so I actually think we've done that in the past. No. Uh, <laughs> rapid fire versus the Bucks, probably a no. Yeah. Uh, put the Thunder at four and seven. Mm-hmm. Raptors. That Give, me L- dub. Give me the win. Give me the win. Yeah. I kind of want to go back and say I, I think that they might weirdly get the win against the Bucks and then lose against the Raptors. Yeah. I feel like I, it's weird that I don't. I see them getting a win. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think Bobby Portis is going to probably just beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> but that's uh, the thing, dude. Like tonight, they should have been five and five. They, they should. They should be five and six after the Bucks. Six and six after the Raptors, and then like seven and six after the Knicks. Like I thought yeah, that agreed. was a legit possibility. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, Knicks, Celtics, Wizards, and Grizzlies. So not not an easy schedule. The Thunder coming. And in typical Thunder fashion, they'll shock us all and go on a win streak. <laughs> we can only hope. They're going to get Poku back. That's right. Poku Nectar. <laughs> I think that's a new t-shirt idea. Poku Nectar. It could be a really like, weird shirt. Get like a yeah. bee. Uh, yes. Put, make Poku like the queen bee. Why are we making a shirt? Why don't we make like an energy drink? Now we're talking. That could be, yeah. Well, we'll save that <laughs> for the Sunday night show. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Doing host stuff. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in to the live stream tonight or listening to us afterwards during your morning drive. We will see you all Wednesday after the Bucks game. That is hopefully a win. That's a Taylor game, too. Taylor game. Hey, go out and vote tomorrow, everybody. Yes, please do. Do your civic duty. I would encourage you to vote for pro-education candidates, please. Education is valuable. Uh, All right. That's all. Thank you guys for joining me. And thanks to everyone else for listening. Until next time. You're welcome. (laughs) I am. Until next time. Adios. So long.